this is Shay Money Tracy, and you're listening to the Shay Tracy Show. So if you're new here, uh, my name is Shay Tracy. I am the speaker for this podcast. I am a nine-year mom and eight-year uh, educator working specifically with students uh, with special needs. My current, cl- my current placement is with students with emotional and behavioral disorders. And prior to that, I worked in the moderate to severe space, uh, working specifically with students with autism. Right. So in the means of all of that, in the time of all of that, I have gained some really amazing skills uh, in managing behavior, managing expectations, being able to cope and create some really solid routines for my students. And that is doubled over in me working with parents. That's doubled over into me working with clients. That's doubled over into me coaching families and uh, getting those really maladaptive behaviors or problematic behaviors reduced significantly, if not eliminated, right? So my overall focus is to help loving moms eliminate problem behaviors through self-management techniques to create that happy home life. So if you've been listening to the track of these episodes, a lot of them have surrounded or sat in the space of coping and self-regulation. There's some episodes that I've spoken about communication. I've spoken about reinforcements. I've spoken about rewards um, and mainly just the mindset on having behaviors. But what drew me to create or to come on and talk about this particular topic in today's episode is the fact that we are in the holiday season, right? So this particular episode is titled, How Parents Can Give Themselves Grace at the End of 2022 and Beyond. So 2022 has been an amazing year. It's been an amazing year. I've learned an exponential amount of information working with a great number of students and clients this year. And um, I mean, I've been in the... Um, emotional behavioral disturbance classroom. This is my third year now, going into my fourth uh, in the upcoming year. But I feel like I'm scratching the surface and I'm getting some really amazing uh, skills and strategies. And I just feel compelled to share this with all of you. I feel compelled greatly. So all of my trainings, all of the books I've read, all the conversations I've had, all the insights I've gained, working with class, uh, with classes, working with parents, working with students, I'm like, look, uh, my client base is really small. My classroom is really small, but this information can help everyone. And it's really essential that you get it. So if you're tuning in today, I'm glad that you're listening. If you're tuning in today, I hope that it helps. But this particular episode is about extending grace, okay? And um, in doing so, it requires you to take uh, the first thing, which is inventory. So if you're listening to this episode when it comes out or shortly thereafter, then you'll be in the space of acknowledging or trying to identify, like, what is going on this year? What have I done well? What is it that I really need to work on? Uh, What does my family need to work on? What is it that we're moving towards? What is it that we're trying to accomplish? What is it that we're trying to do? And uh, the focus of this podcast is to really just start where your children are, start where your family is, and then move from there, right? So if we don't have a full 
idea of where is it that we are, if we don't have a true measure of what is it that we're trying to accomplish, then us having any movement is just a scramble, right? We don't know what we're working towards. We don't know what we're trying for. We're kind of just doing all the things, hoping something sticks, but there is no true outcome that we're trying to get. So the first thing I'm thinking that all of us need to do, and I'm saying this because this this episode truly is for me, right? This episode is for me, and I'm hoping that it extends on to you. Um, I've had to recalibrate a number of times over the course of this year. There has been so many amazing changes, so many abrupt changes, and this year, 2022, has taught me to really just be more flexible and to be more adaptable for me not to be so rigid on how things are done and to just focus on the outcome, right? Um, And that's because what I'm looking at or what I've been experiencing specifically in my classroom, working with clients, working with my own children, is I've understand or I'm coming to understand is that, you know what? Plans that are laid need to have adjustments made, right? So plans that are made, need to have adjustments made. And they only need to be adjusted when you come to understand that you've gained some new information. And with that information, you can't proceed the same way, right? So some really interesting insights that I've taken for myself is my son, he he has ADHD. And a lot of his behaviors, a lot of his sensitivities come with the fact that he just gets overstimulated often, right? And I initially thought that we needed him to be, or he was being really sensitive, right? So if you have a child who has ADHD, you've come to understand that they are very volatile at times. They're very impulsive at times. Um, It's really indiscriminate. Some of their behaviors, like it's really difficult to follow the pattern or the path, especially if you don't have a lot of information or if you aren't paying close attention. And, um, You hear a lot of, I don't know, (laughs) when you ask that question, what did you do that for? You know, what were you trying to accomplish? What was going on? I don't know. I don't know. And it's really that impulsivity that they're combating in the space of them just trying to do good, them trying to behave, right? So taking inventory or doing more, doing less in this particular season, um, I'm going to ask that you, similar to myself, sorry about that. Um, is just identify <clears throat> where are you trying to go? <laughs> oh, it's just what is the outcome that you really want to see for your kid in this current season? And I'm specific to that, this current season. Whatever grade they're in, whatever space of time you're going through, whatever changes that are being made around in your home, you know, if you're, you know, going through a situation, if you're currently in the process of moving, if you're currently in the process of Fill in the blank. What is it that you want to see happen for your kid in this particular outcome? So some of the major changes that we've been making here around the house is we're getting really, you know, strict on our budget because we have some really great ambitions for our family in terms of getting a real estate, you know, some um, income property, being able to travel more. So it's causing us to have a lot of changes in some of those small day-to-day things, you know, not buying as much takeout, not 
you know, getting as many sweets, not just getting random things just because. And it's required a lot of intentionality. And, and our kids have been a bit rigid in us making those changes because they're used to just getting what they want when they want it. You know, we, we did a lot of things just because. So making those changes has caused some behaviors in them because they don't understand why. And even in us trying to paint the bigger picture, they don't understand the full, you know, the full reality of that, what that would mean for us. But they don't have to understand, you know, like we're being empathetic to their feelings about their current situation. And um, we just know in the end, this is how we need you to behave about some of the changes that we're making currently. So what is it that we're willing to do? How are we willing to be flexible? How are we willing to prepare you for the changes that we made so that you can be more cooperative in this space, right? So with that, and going into the next thing of how to get flexible and to be more comfortable with change is to really, in that same spirit of having an outcome in mind, is have an understanding of what is it that you are setting out to accomplish, right? So at the end of 2022, we've made really great strides in terms of being able to travel, some, you know, re- renovations and changes that we've made to our home. And now we're thinking a bit further. So that's the intentionality we have for 2023. And really coming to understand our roles in our current positions and understanding what our children need to do to prepare themselves for the next season because of where they currently are, it requires us to do a lot of things, right? I have a fourth grader, I have a first grader, and if you know anything about the fourth and the first grade, these are really pivotal grades um, in their schooling system, right? So first grade is like the end all be all when you are getting the grand ring about how you're able to read. And fourth grade is right before they go into fifth grade, which is building upon skills that they're going to be using for the entirety of their life, right? So they learned a little bit about fractions, they learned some multiplication, they're bridging into, you know, their writing. And I know as a fifth and sixth grade teacher that it gets real at this time. This is when you need to go ahead and work on all of those skills so that you understand how to move forward. And a lot of us, we had children who had a COVID education and had virtual learning, distance learning. And that impacted them heavily. I know teaching in virtual and in distance learning and then having children who were also enrolled in that space, I understand the skills that they're currently lacking. I understand the capacity that they need to have in order for them to catch up and do not be lost upon it unless your child had an exceptional school experience, um, whereas which they were already doing distance learning where your child had already been in the position to gain information online because a lot of kids never had taken an online course before. And I know as a as an adult, the first time I took my first online course, I was in college with a great load of skills. So our children, they're missing a number of skills that they, they need to have. And, and if anything, we have to fill in those gaps so that they're prepared in the upcoming years, right? All the data is showing that those years were very impactful to our children in their academic careers. And we want to make sure that our kids are prepared and that they're staying on grade level as they progress forward. So being flexible and us being comfortable in making those changes to our schedules, to our studying, to our screen time, to the kind of meals that I'm making because they can't be as grand or take as long because 
the time that I'll be spending cooking and cleaning or what have you has to now be spent with studying. And that, again, takes away from their free time. That takes away from a lot of things. So we're all just in the space of figuring this thing out as they're moving into playing more sports and, you know, all the like. So getting flexible and being more comfortable with change. So it's one thing to be flexible. It's something else to be comfortable with change. It's something else entirely for you to acclimate and to do well in it, right? So with that, here comes the grace part, right? So you're doing all these things. You're making all these changes. I'm sure you've taken inventory of what your 2022 was. What is it that you want to do different? How you're trying to proceed forward? What is it that you're trying to acquire? What is it that you're trying to let go of? What is it that you're trying to release? How you want to have your children operate, some of the things that you want them to do, some of the hobbies you would like for them to engage in, some of the skills we plan on picking up as a family. I know my family has gotten really serious about learning Spanish and, you know, it's just becoming a part of our lives. But doing your best, this is where grace comes in. Doing your best truly depends on the day, right? So we want to give 100% every day. We want to, but we don't have 100% every day. Some days you don't sleep as well. Some days you're not feeling great. I know I had a cold over this weekend that had me down and out for days, okay? Days. We had a date night on Friday, and that got cut short because I wasn't feeling great. My husband wasn't feeling great, and we just came home. So we've been trying to catch up and trying to get back right. And here we are, you know, trying to get back into the flow of things. But when you're not at 100%, you can't give 100%. Not 100, right? But if you're at 40%, if you're at 50% and you give 50%, that's 100%, right? So me on an amazing day, I can do all the things. I am a superwoman on the days where I'm doing everything, right? I'm taking client calls in the morning. I'm going to work. I'm coming home. I'm cooking dinner. I'm doing laundry. I'm spending time with my husband. I'm spending time with myself. I'm getting my day prepped for the next day. I'm sleeping six, seven hours, which is amazing in this house. But some other days, I can't get through half of that. I can't get through a fraction of that, right? There are days where I can go to work, I can talk to clients, but look, the house is not going to be put together the way that I want it to be. Or I can, you know, make my way through my day at work, but look, um, the house is going to be perfect, spick and span, dinner's going to be on the day. Like, it really just depends on the ebbs and flows and you being comfortable in how you ebb and flow, right? So, Understanding that how you allocate your energy, how you dispense that energy, how you reserve that energy, it comes in pockets. And you have to be able to discern when that when it's time to reach into that pocket, when it's time for you to give it your all, when it's time for you to just do enough for today, right? And that's where the grace comes in. That's when you have to understand that in doing your best, it doesn't necessarily require that you do the most. You don't need to do the most in order for you to do your best. You just have to do good work in all the things that you're doing. So that means listening to your child, although you're ready for them to go to bed. That means, you know, taking those deep breaths when they're in the midst of a tantrum, when really you just want to tell them, please stop and go sit down, right? Your best requires that you be flexible. And then that being flexible in order for you to do that, in order for you to dispense that energy, in order for you to allocate that energy, 
which is the main point I'm coming to, is you have to set boundaries. You have to set some really firm boundaries in terms of what your work, life, self-balance will be. So work takes up a good spence of your day, and it requires a lot from you. But you know if you're leaving and you're drained and you don't have anything to pour into your family that you have to press pause and put some of the rest of what you have left, put that in reserve for yourself. Put that in reserve for your family. You cannot burn yourself out all day at work and then come home and give your family ashes. You can't do that, right? It won't work for you. It won't work for them. It's going to create an even even bigger pitfall. It's going to create an even bigger spiral where things are going to continue to ramp up and derail and just go out of control because there are no limits on what you can and cannot do. And in the same space, same space, your child and your family cannot leak into your work life because, again, you can't give your best, do your best work if you're so spread thin and you're so distracted that your job isn't being done well. So setting that boundaries, setting those boundaries, setting those limits on what is it that you're able to do and what you will not do can definitely help to extend that grace that you're trying to experience for yourself. So you're you're doing your best, you're being flexible, you're setting those boundaries, and then there's this other caveat of moving without expectation. So I know we want a lot to come of our works. I know I think of that for myself. <laughs> I'm doing all this work. I'm spending all this time. I'm investing all this energy. I want to see it grow fruit. And sometimes in doing that, we just further frustrate and agitate ourselves because we're not seeing the outcome that we would like to see. But moving without expectation, it is a different air and it's a different freshness where you're expending energy, but not in the hopes of getting something, right? So that goes to the being committed to the outcome and releasing the process. So moving without expectation is knowing that you are working towards a certain end, but not setting limits on when that end is going to come not setting limits on when that has to happen, not setting limits on what it needs to look like, but releasing it to the outcome in terms of what is it that you're hoping to feel. So if you if you bring it to that feeling, it's not attached to any one particular behavior or lack thereof. When my child behaves this way, I will feel this way, right? We're not exchanging one thing for another. If anything, We focus on the feeling. We focus on the feeling and we put in the work to get to gain that feeling. And we release the idea of us having to work for that particular outcome because we understand that the outcome will eventually come. Not within our own time, not because we're forcing it, because everything will be in perfect alignment. And That's a bit contrary because, you know, I work in behavior and I work with behavior plans and we're able to, you know, stop and eliminate problem behavior in as little as six weeks. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're sitting looking at the clock waiting for that six week mark. Right. 
Sometimes we can see an elimination in that behavior much sooner. Sometimes it takes a bit longer. But we're not wrapped in the date. We're not wrapped in the time. We're allowing some space and some movement for everything and everyone to just be. And I know it sounds easy in theory. (laughs) I know it sounds easy in theory. Uh, But check it, I, I do it every day. I do it every day and sometimes... Um, changing those behaviors, modifying behaviors, eliminating behaviors requires a lot from you. And sometimes you don't have the capacity to wait to see when and if it will happen, right? Sometimes we want an immediate outcome. And it's easy to see that and have that expectation, especially in the era that we're in, where results are immediate and work is minimal. But that's not actual factual. Like, that's not real. That's not going to take place. So rather than tying yourself to that expectation, tying yourself to that outcome, releasing it and allowing yourself to be flexible and knowing that the elimination, the stop, the pause to that behavior, like it'll look different sometimes. It'll look different, right? Um, I had a client one time, and uh, this, this, this child was engaging in some, some very problematic attention-seeking behaviors, Right? Um, And I'm sure a lot of us know what those are, but those are when you engage in a behavior for the sake of getting attention or instead of saying attention, you're looking for connection, right? This child is looking to connect with someone. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be acknowledged. But in doing so, they um, were in the midst of hurting themselves in doing that, right? And they got a, a, a faster reaction from us initially when they were hurting themselves, And we understood that this was the space of that, that self-injurious behavior, those SIBs. We hear them all the time. And um, when we removed the idea of how that would look or what that would look like, because we just wanted it to stop, right? We wanted that behavior to stop. Of course, we wanted that behavior to stop. Um, But we had to release what that behavior stopping would look like, right? So this particular child... Um, would bang their head against walls. And that's really strange for someone who's never come across that behavior. And it's really problematic for a parent who is looking at their child in just straight despair because you know that can't feel good. You know that can't feel good. But, you know, the sensory and the stimulation that that child feels, it it's, has a different outcome. It doesn't feel as painful to them, it seems, as it would to us because, they're able to stop and engage and go on about their business. Like that didn't just take place. Right. So, um, the headbanging initially changed and went into close fist hand hitting, head hitting. And really, um, that, that behavior changed to instead of hitting their head with the closed fist, they start hitting their chin and then hitting their chin turned to like, pinching their chin and then pinching their chin changed to like massaging their chin and none of us expected that to happen like we didn't say I'm gonna exchange this this self-injurious behavior of head hitting to now chin rubbing like we didn't expect that to happen but this is just the natural flow or the flexibility that was required for this kid to stop this behavior because it was just some form of simulation that was needed that we weren't fully aware of but that's clearly how it manifested because that's what we saw, right? So removing or releasing the process because the outcome that we wanted was to stop hitting your head. 
right? And we got there. We got there, but it just didn't look like how we thought it would look. And no one would have expected that, right? Like, how? what kind of bridge is that? That's not even... Who taught them that? <laughs> and um, it was, again, just having the space, the flexibility, the realization that we all just have to be. We just all have to allow things to happen as they happen. And um, that that chin rubbing, what we thought was attention-seeking, connection-seeking behavior was just self-stimulatory. So when you remove the onus, when you remove the idea of having to fix it, when you release and get comfortable and take inventory of what you want to see more of and what you want to see less of, then you allow things to happen as they would, that you take part in it, you give some direction to it, but also you allow it to grow as it as it wants to, if I'm making any sense. I know that was like, what? <laughs> but we're here. <laughs> so in the same space, moving into giving grace, extending grace, releasing expectations, uh, releasing the process, being committed to the outcome, and even still having some grace and some flexibility in that. The holidays are here, and um, you should expect some chaos. You should expect chaos. I think in expecting chaos, it makes us all a little bit more on our toes. It makes us a bit more agile. It makes us a bit more flexible, and we're able to be loose with it because we know like things are not going to go perfectly as planned. And it's, if we have that in mind, then it really releases a lot of the tension, right? It puts some air Uh, It lets some air out, some steam out, because we know things aren't going to happen as much as we want them to. It's not going to happen exactly as we plan. And if we leave room for things to happen naturally, if we leave room for things to happen as it should, then we don't have to. We don't have to be super tight about what we want to see happen because things will just happen the way we want them to. So there's going to be chaos. There's a lot of unstructured time. There's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of gifts. There's a lot of family visitors. There's a lot of stimulation. Perhaps you have a lot of activities planned. Perhaps there's a holiday party planned at your house. I know we have all of the above, right? We got sleepovers. We have guests. My Our guest room has been scheduled out. <laughs> we got people coming Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're leaving and people coming the next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then a break. And then some people showing up Saturday, Sunday. And I'm aware of this. And I understand that. And expecting our children to, to have some behaviors, expecting them to be excited, expecting them to not be able to self-regulate, expecting them to have some burnout. All of that is necessary for us to all just get through this very exciting, very lovable, very, very wonderful time of the year, right? And taking that and moving it into having grace for 2023. So before you plan out your whole year, (laughs) before you start setting goals for the year for yourself, for your family, some, you know, vacations you want to have, some things you want to do, I think... Having, not locking in dates, not locking in times, but setting out some some expectations, setting out some destinations, setting out some overall activities, and allowing them to just kind of fall where they may, 
is definitely going to help to ease on some of that frustration, some of that tension that you're feeling. So I know there's a lot of planners. I used to be an over planner, okay? I was queen planner, okay? And that also helped to fuel my, my anxiety. It also helped to fuel my frustration. It helped to fuel the headaches and the stress and the not sleeping because everything had to be so heavily controlled that it made it so that if, it, if things weren't, then I felt out of whack. I felt off balance. And now I'm kind of learning to just trust and follow energy. Trust and follow energy. Trust and follow um, your capacity, right? Trust and follow just the vibe of the space that your family is in. Is this a day for us to have company? It kind of feels like everyone wants to calm down. Everyone wants to chill out. Uh, I feel like everyone is a bit rambunctious. We're all trying to go somewhere. We should go out so we can burn off some of this energy. But in having that, you have to be open and flexible, right? If you're going to follow and trust energy, then you can't over plan. You can't over commit. You have to have some flexibility. You have to have some variability so that everyone, everyone has their needs met and no one feels overstimulated. No one feels overwhelmed because we're all kind of just going with the flow. And the easiest way to do that is I call it organized chaos. So you plan for the event. And you kind of let the event happen when it happens. So you have everything ready. You have what you need for it. But you're not committed or locked in. It kind of just takes place naturally based on everyone's energy, everyone's capacity, everyone's etc. Right? So I'm asking that, you know, you go through all these things and you kind of just trust that what is it that you're trying to create is going to happen. Right? So take an inventory over the course of your year. Do you want to do more or do you want to do less? Getting flexible and being comfortable to just trust energy and knowing that your best changes depending upon the day. So 40% is still 100% if you give all 40%, right? Uh, setting boundaries so that you have that work-life self-balance as well as being able to move without expectation. So knowing the holidays is going to be chaotic and trusting that you'll still be prepared to handle it with grace. And then knowing that grace in the upcoming year really just depends on you making the plan and then being flexible in how it plays out. All right. So I hope that this episode was of help to you. I hope that you're feeling a little bit calmer um, over the next few weeks because I know your kids are going to be home for the next few weeks at a time. But in any case, um, we also have the Calm Scripts communication ebook that's available for download um, at the link in the show notes as well as the application to the problem proof behavior parenting program for all of you who are interested in being able to stop and eliminate those problem behaviors so until the next podcast uh, my name is Shay Tracy and I'm your host and here's to doing and being better talk to you soon